Blessings, everyone. Eugene, you're here. Soul Man, quick question. You ever thought about doing your own podcast, getting on here and talking about things that matter to you, how to get people to sponsor your podcast, how to get this on all the different platforms, Spotify, Apple, everything? Anchor is a one-stop shop for that. Recording, hosting, distributing, all your content. It's 100% free, super easy to use, click of the button stuff. And Anchor can even match you up with sponsors, so you can get paid to, pro- to broadcast what you want. I do this for my meditation, my yoga, all the clients and potential clients. They can get to know me, who I am, and what I represent. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it on the side, go to anchor.fm forward slash start to join me and everybody else out here putting out powerful content for people to hear and grow from. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. Can't wait to hear your stuff. Blessings. Welcome to Soul Talk. Join us for another in-depth discussion regarding all things seen and unseen in this world and those beyond. Together, we explore topics that expand the heart and open the mind of all those willing to be activated. And now your host, Eugene Gantz. Blessings, everyone. Blessings. Welcome to episode one of Soul Talk, I'm your host Eugene Gant, Soul Man, S-O-L-M-A-N, follow me on Instagram, Eugenius Soul, Eugenius.Soul, that's Facebook, blessings, blessings. So, one of my favorite topics is love, um, and that's what this is about, it's a two-part series, it could be five parts, basically, if you really wanted it to, but it'll be two parts, and we'll get into um, you know, my philosophy as universal Kabbalist around what love means and how uh, I work with it in my life. And I think it's important that, um, you know, we just get that out the way first. So just to let you know who I am, you know, I'm uh, Eugene Gant. If you haven't already noticed the man talking to you, I teach Nam Yoga, Shakti Nam Yoga, a powerful form of uh, yoga that combines the yoga traditions of the East with the Kabbalistic traditions of the West fused together with just a system that allows for you to open your heart uh, and expand your mind and your senses throughout nature. It's, it's a blessing. It's blended with uh, universal Kabbalah, which gives us, ooh, that's my belly, which gives us insight into um, the laws of nature and how we can work more intricately with these laws, making our lives a little bit better. Um, now, let me just also preface this with the fact that I'm not a relationship coach, I haven't done training or anything like that, you know, I'm just your everyday lover, you know, I've been in relationships, I have some children, I've been, you know, long-term relationships, short-term relationships, um, and I've always wondered how to really go deep in myself and deeper with someone else, so, um, Thank God that my my specific tradition of yoga and philosophy helps with these things. And that's what I'll be sharing with you today and in these different parts, in these different series, how uh, this wisdom tradition helps me uh, to go deeper in love relationships. And that's just not with the lover. That's with your family. That's with your friends, people that you love. It's not just somebody that you're sleeping with. This is deeper than that because these relationships are, are really what help us move through our ups and downs and teach us, you know, the things that sometimes we can't see uh, even about ourselves. So uh, I'm really excited about it, and it seems to be um, a topic that everybody is willing to at least listen to a bit, so I appreciate you taking some time out of your day uh, to 
to hear what I have to say and, and hopefully implement some of the things that I'll be sharing with you. Uh, now, let, let's talk about the alchemy of love, right? What is love alchemy? Like, what does that even mean? What is alchemy itself? Alchemy is shifting uh, a substance or a thought or an emotion uh, from one state to another. So, obviously, in Love Alchemy, the alchemy of love, uh, which was written, there's a book written by my teacher, Dr. Joseph Michael Levery, who is the founder of Nam Yoga. Let me not forget that. Get back to my roots. Dr. Joseph Michael Levery has written an amazing book, The Alchemy of Love Relationships, in which a lot of this material is covered. What you'll be hearing is my personal experience with these teachings as taught by Dr. Levery and as taught by life itself, living the actual teachings. So I'm not going to be going out of this book and just doing, you know, line by line. This will be something that is my personal experience in an actual application of these principles. But again, Dr. Joseph Michael Levery, please go out and grab that, The Alchemy of Love Relationships. I don't have a book about love yet. It'd be long as hell. So <laughs> my life is my, my, my book and the pages that I turn are the words that I'm sharing with you and the feelings and thoughts and emotions that go into uh, what I do every day. But let's get back to the topic at hand here, uh, The Alchemy of Love. So love in itself is you know everything depending on who uh, who you are and what you believe i believe love is everything it's a it's a force it's a a bonding power and and presence that that links everything together right but let's just talk about like human love you know being with someone and, and caring for them and making love or or not making love to your family or your friends and sharing uh, all these different ways that that we love how do we evolve that love how do we grow that love like a plant right how do we help that love uh sustain itself and and get bigger and stronger and better you know um it's it's a tricky situation isn't it <laughs> and i've definitely uh, won it since i've you know had the ability to write a poem and sing a song to a girl uh wanted to expand my my version of what that love looked like in my life uh and now that i've got daughters to to show them you know how a man can love a woman, uh, and in, uh, you know I have friends and and, and people uh, in my in my life that are important to me, and I I want to I just want to be better at loving them. So I I'm here to shift and change my you know my thoughts and beliefs so that they can continually grow, and I can engage uh, you know people that I love with with more consciousness and more presence. Uh, and that's all beautiful, right? Let's let, let's let, let's get to the the lovers version of what this is about. So, for me, it's always been easy, right, to to say, um, "Hey, I love you." You know, well, I can't say it's always been easy. I'll say it, it's gotten easier when I understood what that what that meant and the things that go into it. Especially when you have kids, you kind of you 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 realize what unconditional love is really about and what true love is. So you have a uh, almost like a deeper understanding of how to approach it. But, I mean, it always starts off physical. I see you, right? I'm feeling you. I'm touching you. And uh, awesome. Now I can say I love you because we've shared this physical space. But there's always, you know, transitions. Uh, if it's just like a one-night stand, there's no need for love in that situation, right? Uh, let's say you're friends and you start making love and you grow into a relationship that's a little different. You kind of want to go deeper, into that hopefully you start out as friends that's definitely good but even if not you, you get to know someone and you, you want it to go from a physical love into a more spiritual love into a more uh, substance based uh, exchange of not only you know time spent and ideas shared but energies that are shared uh, as well so evolving um, more of a spiritual 
uh, love, right? From a physical love, I think is really what we're all searching for. You know, we, we, we find someone that we're attracted to and we have that connection. And then I think that's how relationships work. You know, you start out making out, right? And then you go from there. You're growing your lives together uh, and, and seeing if it's something that makes sense for the long term. So it becomes more spiritual, more conscious, more more um, deeply emotional and, and, and hopefully logically emotional, intuitive intelligence. Well, that's a whole other podcast, but it goes deeper than just, you know, us shagging it every night. It has to have some substance to it. Uh, and we'll talk more about that. But, you know, sometimes it's difficult. Most, uh, I also have clients that I consult and um, <clears throat> the majority of them women have that problem where they uh, are moving toward a more spiritual existence, a more meaningful uh, connection-based uh, you know, situation. And they want more spirituality. They want more substance to their love life. And sometimes the man can be stuck on the physical and vice versa as well. If a man wants a deeper type of connection with a woman other than just the, you know, the hookups and wants to go deeper, but let's say she's not ready for that, how do you evolve that? How do you, how do you move from just that physical interaction of sharing, which, you know, is love, call it what you want, uh, to, to more coexisting in a state of love, which is so powerful um, and, and so relevant to our times. Uh, though we have uh, all these ways we contact each other through, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Tinder, Twitter, whatever, however you get down, you know, what, whatever ways you try to attract people into your life or you allow for them to be attracted. Uh, once you once you meet and once you have that time, you have an opportunity to, to make a decision whether or not you want to go, you know, strictly physical or, or move that to a more spiritual love, a more, a more um, powerfully connecting love. But usually what most people don't consider and what we, we definitely stutter and study in the universal Kabbalistic approach to, to love, the love alchemy, is the karma that brought you guys together in the first place. You know, most of the time people are looking for their soulmates, their twin flame, their freaking archangel twin, whatever the hell they call it, right? They're, they're looking for that, that missing piece or someone that is on the same wavelength as them same vibration and that they'll have the least amount of trouble with you know and you may have that you may have that type of connection and usually what happens is that person may pass you know um, which is so interesting that's a whole other conversation as well but you know we're here for context we're here to have some challenge and some obstacles trust me I know more than most about that but karma is so important because karma is usually what brings us together I can honestly say uh, that that uh, my ex who has two of my children, uh, it was a karmic it was a karmic uh, attraction. I had no idea why I liked this girl, and she really didn't know why she kept putting up with me coming over. <laughs> and eventually, we, we we found some middle ground, and um, it was beautiful. Not 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 not, not to just uh, to just say hey, it was like what the hell were we doing together? But it definitely was something that we felt was out of our hands to a certain extent, and that we had no idea about. And uh, it just kind of like showed up out of nowhere and then boom, there you go. So I always um, attribute that to karma. You know, there's, there's, there's lessons that need to be learned and things that need to happen that allow for us to, to have um, a time spent together to learn about what that is and, and how that, that, that affects us as beings going forward. So I have a full and, and firm belief in karma mates. 
more over soulmates. Though our souls connect, we have um, a powerful opportunity to mate with other souls. As far as I'm concerned, like a soulmate could be anybody you're willing to release all of your inhibitions, all of your preconceived ideas and beliefs around and just be present with them. Isn't that kind of like what we want to do in the first place? The permission to completely surrender to uh, to someone in relationship, right? And if you are, you got all the, the signs and all the, um, let's say, neon, <laughs> neon arrows that say, hey, this is your soulmate. Ah, all of a sudden you're open. All of a sudden you're more willing, right? Well, let's just say every soul you meet is a mate, a potential soulmate. Would you approach dating differently? Or would you be sorting faster through uh, your, your phone app looking for that soulmate, looking for the potential physical, hopefully spiritual uh, mate for you, right? So I just, I just have the, the firm belief that there is usually some lessons that need to be learned. And if, if I'm willing to learn these lessons with someone, then it's great that we have an opportunity to mate our souls can get together and, and do some alchemy, you know? So again, I, I, I do not knock soulmates. I'm not saying there's not twin flames and all that, all that amazing stuff. Um, I can be a bit sarcastic too, some, some and condescending sometimes, but I'm not, I'm completely honest with you guys. Like I, I do believe that there is, um, you know, um, an opportunity to have someone that let's say on a different plane or a different dimension, uh, you were once together and now you've met up again. That's, that's just so possible, right? I'm also saying, though, that while in that, let's say, hunt, let's say you're looking for that, fine. If, if in fact, you're looking for that, then while you're looking for that and you're still engaging in love relationships with people, wouldn't it be intelligent to probably work on being a good lover? Hmm? Like, are you just going to be a jerk to all the people that you don't feel like are your soulmates? Which I think is what usually happens. Most of the time, people are trying to qualify each other with these ridiculous expectations based on ever-changing ideas and standards that the other person doesn't even know about, has no idea about, and you have these, you know, these expectations that are never met or are, you know, are, are, are that let you down. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a difficult situation when there's such a high level set for someone else that we haven't really set for ourselves in the first place. So I like to... Um, just, just make sure that I'm clear and open to what's being said and what's being done and I'm watching everything, I'm feeling as much as I possibly can so I don't let this karmic instance pass me by without teaching me what it is I need to know. Um, and it's so important to have that type of dialogue with someone. So let's say you do, you know, you get along smashingly with someone that you're with and it's amazing. You've, you, you've shared time and space uh, with them and you do fall in love. Most people are scared of losing themselves in these relationships. Like there's always these stages of, of um, interaction that we have in relation to each other. And the hardest part is staying whole and united. Like, how do I not lose all of myself in someone? How do I still maintain who I am and yet unite with this person? Well, that comes from being whole in the first place, right? That comes from knowing who you are and what you want and allowing for someone to show you maybe different ideas and different opinions, different views um, that they show based on how they live their life and what they, th they feel and what they think about the world in general. It's a great way of expanding your, your mind and your emotional body by you know, allowing for other ideas to enter in your space and, and, feeling, and you know, feeling them out and seeing how it works for you and what that, and what that does to you when you take it on. But what happens usually is, you know, we have these physical connections that connect us in these powerful, energetic ways that we'll talk about soon. 
Uh, and once that happens, we we start to flow all of our energy in that direction. So it's it's just very important to to not lose yourself. You know, whatever that self may be that you've had into a relationship, that could be uh, you and your boss. You know, you want to please your boss so much that you forget how amazing you are at the job that you do, right? And you just start screwing up. And the boss is like, what the hell is wrong with this person? I hired you. I thought you were awesome. And you're screwing up because you want to please so much. Uh, the same thing, you know, even for your children. You have children. Uh, losing yourself in, in, in your children is, is, I know it sounds crazy, but it's so true. Not, not staying whole as a parent, as a person, and not allowing for the child to learn from you, but just completely dedicating everything you are. Uh, to the child, the child misses a big part of what it is to have a parent, and that's that context and contrast of experience that comes from being us. So it applies to the love relationship as well. Um, you know, I mean, I haven't had millions of girls by far. You know, that not 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 by a long shot, but I'm 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 experienced. So, so my thing is to to be as authentic as I can in these relationships, and allow for the woman to learn from me and who I am. But if I'm jumping from one hoop to the next that she's asking me to do, you know what I'm saying? If I'm, if I'm losing, you know, my sense of self in the relationship itself, if I'm identifying, in other words, highly with the relationship over identifying with her accepting me, then I've lost the polarity uh, as well as the reason why um, we're together. But maybe not, right? If I'm conscious and awake, I can, I can see that this could be a karmic lesson for me and shift that quickly. But it's difficult. It's difficult to to stay whole as well as united if you don't start out whole, if you don't start out um, balanced within yourself to a certain extent, and then just extend that love, just extend that presence to someone else, which I think is the most healthiest way to start relationships and, can, and to maintain and continue them. Um, this is a, a deeper sharing of who we are with each other. Uh, so um, what you just heard is Mars time. My, my phone has the planetary hours on there, so check that app out as well. It's very powerful. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very important in, in that process. It keeps the polarity strong. Um, it keeps the relevance of the love relationship strong. And it keeps you united as well because you know that uh, there's a different perspective there that's, that's waiting for you to context some of the things you experience in life and to help you maybe in, in areas that you don't know, you know, you don't know about. Which is another amazing way of, of growing is allowing for someone to bring a very unique, you know, viewpoint an emotional feeling to what it is you're doing in your life it can expand you, it makes you smarter, it makes you wiser, it makes you more emotionally intelligent, right? Um, but again, it's easier said than done. We're, we, we can talk about love all day long, but as you and I hopefully know, uh, love will do what it wants. It will push and pull you in ways that allow for you to grow uh, and, in, and in directions that you never thought uh, were possible or you never could see coming <laughs> until it's too late, which is amazing, which is such a beautiful process with love, right? Um, so I think that's a big part of it, staying whole and staying united. And um, I think one of the most important things we can do, and I think what, um, what most of us, most people in the service industry of, of hopefully uh, all those, all the self-proclaimed healers or or people that serve through spirituality, whether they be shamans, whatever they choose to call themselves in their modality. If we can, if we can teach ourselves and practice unconditional love, then we've got something. You know, uh, I believe in Jesus Christ, right? He's a cool dude, awesome master teacher as far as I'm concerned, metaphysic master teacher. 
um, who was able to uh, bring forth, you know, all these different qualities of the human uh, merged with the presence of, of God, the presence of, of, of the laws of nature acting through the human medium. I just, I, I really, I see uh, the Christ and Buddha and Krishna and Zoroaster as, as some of the most amazing initiates on the earth that were able to really live the living word and exhibit what, you know, the potentials of the human body and mind and soul and life have to offer us if we go deep that way. And I think that comes from unconditionally loving. I think that just like the sun is an example of how uh, we can shine in all directions indiscriminately on everything, I think the same thing goes for love, the ability to love regardless of what our preconceived ideas are, our judgments, right? Um, and and just go deep to the to, to the root of what the truth is that we're all connected and that there is an um, there's a deep uh, a deep powerful thread that binds us together as humans, especially when it comes to love. But again, we're talking about mastering unconditional love here, so that's it's not like a walk in the park, you know. I've, I've, I and and I have not done it, by the way. There's people that I, I <laughs> certain you know people I'm just not feeling. Uh, that I'm working on, uh, so let me not, you know, put that out there. Like I've, I've mastered it, but I work toward that. I really do. I honestly, really do work towards mastering an unconditional love that allows for me to to deepen my ability to have presence, power with people, especially in my love relationships. If there's, if there's things I don't necessarily agree with, or that I haven't experienced, or that are foreign to me, or or that scare me, or that make me nervous, or that you know, whatever they 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 trigger these deep-seated emotions in me. Number one, that's the part of the karmic relationship, number one, right? Number two, this is a part of the mastering process as well of, of engaging in what uh, relationship is with people and, and having their own ideas and the freedom to have these ideas and these feelings and, and still allowing love its way and still allowing love to have a space uh, that, that can grow, right, in, in us and through us. And I think that's what we want when we try to we try to mate with people in, in ceremonial ways, whether that be marriage, whether that be, um, you know, children, whether that be, uh, you know, your promise ring, whatever the hell you do, right, to say, hey, you know what, I'm digging you, and you're digging me, we're digging each other, let's dig around some more, right? Okay, fine, and and dandy, just bring you into that space, work on creating a space of unconditional love, of safety, and um, of understanding. Again, easier said than done because usually what happens is stuff comes up, stuff that I don't agree with that you do or you don't agree with that I do. Different viewpoints uh, begin to surface, you know, and it, and it happens. It's supposed to happen. We're, we're, we're supposed to be working here. We're supposed to stay engaged, right, in that. Not just engaged, say, oh, I'm going to marry you, but let's just stay engaged in us being alive together and learning and living with each other and, and, and through each other um, in, this, in this powerful way that we have uh, as beings, as, as we connect in relationship. But yeah, man, unconditional love. Can you, can you date a smoker? No, I won't date a smoker. Ah, uh, okay. What about a guy that, or a girl that, you know, socially drinks? Uh, no, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. It was crazy. I get that. Get, how about somebody that cusses a lot? Oh, no, I think it's very foul, people cussing. Hmm, uh, interesting. But how about someone that's not necessarily religious? Uh, you know, uh, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do it for me. You know, and, and what we either do is we say, I can fix them, right? They'll, they'll change. <laughs> I'll change them over time. Like, ah, we'll just work on that. It gives me a project, right? Or we say, no, 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 no thanks. Very rarely, 
very, very rarely do we go, and so it is, right? And you know what? I let it be, you know? That's them. That's how they roll. And it's not even about just accepting something because you're in a relation. It's about saying, I'm standing for love, right? I want to be in love with this person. I want to experience this love. So let me, let me take in what they are, who they are, how they are in these moments, and see if I can still stand in love. That's like the challenge that I feel I bring to the table in relationships is just me saying, okay, I have to stand in unconditional love. I have to learn how to be wrong, you know, sometimes about things because I don't know everything. I haven't seen everything. I haven't experienced every single thing on this earth in regards to love or, or culture or anything. So I'm working on that part, that, that, that part of myself. So I have to make space for you to do the same, right? Uh, so many times we feel like we've got it figured out. You know, we know what we don't want and that's good. Because we've experienced like crappy relationships maybe. Uh, and we have an idea. We have an idea about what's best for us. About what we'd like to have an experience of. And I've, I find quite often that if we actually get that experience that we know we're good with, we sabotage it. We screw it up, right? We, we screw it up. Why? Usually because we haven't been able to have that unconditional love for ourselves enough to allow for it to be present in our lives. In other words, we, we will take the opportunity for love to be present in our lives away because of our, our conditional love for ourselves, right? I'm not there yet, so I don't deserve this. It's a big thing, you know? Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm not, let's say I'm not, I'm not a vegetarian or uh, I, I do like uh, violent movies or friggin' yeah, I still watch sports, you know, so maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I gotta find a girl that does do those things so that I can have an easier time being who I think I am. Instead of saying, you know what, like, I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of love, and I'm, and I'm willing to change. I'm willing to change for what love has for me, which is peace, which is joy, 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 which is that feeling of deep uh, and complete acceptance of myself and someone else. Like that, that, that bonding that happens through the physical act and the spiritual act of making love, that singularity. Or if you're friends and you have a relationship with someone, that, that full that full knowing and full trust that that friend will always be there and will always know uh, who you are and have your back. That type of peace of mind uh, around someone else is key. And it comes from unconditional love. We work on that with our friends. And so many friends that end up or don't end up being lovers or being in relationships they, they, that's, I think, the quality that we don't want to lose. We don't want to lose unconditional love, right? So if you do have a friendship with a girl and you're a guy, like we don't want to lose that ability to just open up to them and, and, and be fully, fully vulnerable and get that advice or, or whatever it is or complain about another girl, whatever it is, right? We don't want to lose that safe space. But why do we have to lose that safe space when we're in a relationship? Why does unconditional love or the love that does not have you need to meet these criteria for me to accept you where does it go why do we put all these different things into relationships that require things from someone else right okay i don't want you to be a killer that <laughs> the ten commandments is cool you know what i'm saying i guess you can go back to that but you know what i mean we have these expectations like i'm saying that we set up that take that experience from us when in fact, that should be a consistent factor in all relationships in general. But, I mean, that's being realistic, yeah, especially in like relationships, like love relationships. We would love to have 
a space of safety that we can be open with because that helps us grow. And when you're growing with someone that you're also in love with and loving, it's just even better. It's just difficult as well because everybody's going through different things at different times. So the willingness needs to kick in when it's the most uncomfortable, usually is what I find. And that willingness comes from either your present state, your, your present determination to move forward, or your past conditioning, right? The, the things that have happened to you before that end up showing up. And don't get me wrong, if you've been cheated on before and it's been very hard for you and you've moved through things and this person is exhibiting those same types of qualities, I'm not saying close your eyes and just trust in love, though I probably would. <laughs> that love's going to show me the truth, right? In a very clear and plain sight, in very clear and plain ways that don't allow for me to make up reasons, right? And, f- and hallucinate things that happen. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a blessing to have. Uh, the opportunity to be in relation with people and and know that there's time for us to have with each other and 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 know we're safe so we'll be talking more about that because there's so much that I'd like to talk more about but that I have to hold back a bit because uh, this is like you know two or three part series here but if it makes sense to you that we should be at least willing to have some unconditional love present in our relationships, in your love relationships with your family, with your friends, or with your lover, you know, stay tuned. Check out part two, and and uh, hopefully we can get to that. We can go through the, the Kabbalistic principles that show us why, right, why we actually put up these walls and, and, and where that karmic influence comes from that sometimes sets the whole course of our love relationships. So um, thank you guys for listening. It's a small bite of love for you. Stay tuned for more. I'm Eugene Soul signing out. I will see you in part two of Love and Alchemy. Blessings. Thank you for listening to Soul Talk with Eugene Gann, the Yogi Exec. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at S-O-L-M-A-N, Eugenius.Soul on Facebook. Please subscribe and get that free PDF and audio meditation.